Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. All the praise. We worship you today. Ni marara sheke dalabrada saka brade sheke branda. Ni pratende le baru lo sofra dalata brande sheka taka brande. Manto kolo brandi la brando soko branda la banda shadala bahanda redo soko lege baby baba mama mama. Mandibra Bosheke Brahata Labianta Manti Cabrado Sukotebe. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we give God praise. Hallelujah. Somebody in the house shout hallelujah. We give you all the praise, Lord. We say thank you for our family. Thank you for our business. Thank you for the conclusion of the mandates online conference we give you all the praise supra ativra hano sheke brahata laba manto kubre hele shibra hande redusha katalaga hallelujah we give god all the praise while i was praying this afternoon the lord began to show me some people on this platform and i want to address something very important i want to tell you this and i want you to get it straight There are some circumstances you might you know you might come into some situations that you do not even understand why you are there what is happening and why what is happening to you is happening to you you don't even understand you can't even reason it you, you, you just wonder like lord why am i here what am i doing here why is this thing happening to me you get sometimes frustrated you get sometimes depressed you get sometimes confused you get sometimes lost you don't know why all those things are happening to you so you might come as if you are broke to you it might come as if you are lonely to you it might come as if you are depressed to me is as if what belongs to you is being denied from you what comes to you from design and this thing is affecting the way your character your countenance your behavior it's very obvious that something is wrong with you but the lord says i should give you this word and the word is so simple and clear focus on my will and not the situation not the circumstances stop focusing on the lack of money stop focusing on your incapability to help others stop focusing on your loneliness stop focusing on people denying you what belongs to you stop focusing on that and start pressing into his will start pressing into my will that's the word start pressing into my will let go your worry let go your frustration listen let me tell you this the more you focus on what you don't have at the moment the more you sink into self-centeredness the more you sink into loneliness the more you sink into defeat the more you sink into pressures the more you sink into frustration stop focusing on what you don't have and start trusting the lord for what he has for you start looking unto the lord for what he has for you lord what do you have for me what are you doing at the moment This word is for some people here. Listen, it is not your life. And let me tell you something. The more you walk with God, the more he stretches your capacity to become like him. The more you walk with God, the more he stretches your capacity to become like him. He keeps breaking down those doubts, those fear, those unbelief, those selfishness. 
everything that is still mine in you my money my life my time my energy my job god keep breaking it keep breaking it till you release it and you hand over the rudder to him till you let it go that lord it is not my work it is your work it is your field that you have given unto me a privilege you have given unto me it is your life it is your time and allow him to dictate the things he wants you to do per time and not the things you want to do for yourself and allow him to do the things he wants you to he wants to do in your life so let it go today let go that frustration and accept grace let go that defeat and accept grace let go that frustration and accept grace victory is on your side when you submit everything unto god's hand because god is the only one who is capable and reliable to lift you up and bring you out of all those shame it is not yours it is his and let it go let go that pain let go that incapacity you're looking at we do not live by circumstances we live not by situation either we don't live by happenings that's why christians don't depend on happiness because happiness rely on happiness we rely on joy because it's only by joy we draw out of the world of salvation so everything you want from god you have to be joyful you have to live a life of joy you have to live a life of joy so stop looking at your incapa incapacity at work. Stop looking at your disqualification. Stop looking at your circumstances. Stop looking at your lack. We do not live by situation. We live by faith. And our faith is in what Christ has done for us. Not what we can do for ourselves. So stop depending on situation. Stop depending on men. Stop depending on your capacity. Stop depending on your calculation. Stop depending on your wisdom. Stop depending on your strength. And start relying on God. This is the word of God for someone today. If this is all I can get to you today, then I'm done. I'm good. Let it go and focus on Him. You are not happy because you're looking at your loneliness. You're looking at your, your, your financial incapability. You're looking at your. your some people, I, I'm supposed to have been doing this by now. I'm supposed to have been doing this by now. I'm supposed to have this by now. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to have that. I'm supposed not to be like this. I'm not supposed. Who are you to determine your life? You're just a clay in the hands of the potter. Don't forget. So just surrender to him. Lord, what will you have me do? What should I be doing now? What should I focus on now? And you will see that your desire is inside his will. I hope this energizes someone. I hope this encourages someone. I hope this directs someone. I hope this helps someone. I hope this bless someone. Hallelujah glory be to the father hallelujah all right you're welcome to believers class my name is gabriel evergreen this is riverbank now i'm going to be doing part two of what i taught you two weeks ago because last week we had um the online conference which is the mandate but so this week i'm going to be doing part two with you so the teaching that i had i held two weeks ago is the mystery and the manifestation of our identity in the spirit and this is the part two this is the part two hallelujah so get your um your earplug your headset your writing material your pen your notepad 
get one of your friends who is close to you or your family member say hey come and join me in this teaching listen to this teaching tonight don't listen to it alone and if you have a friend out there who is online right now tell the person share the link with the person say come and join this teaching right now it's about to start get someone i just have a few minutes and i'm going to be sharing something with you in the next few minutes just a few minutes and we're going to be blessed so get someone to get close to you get your families together i have my family here my family here with me so get your families and everybody together god bless all right so the mystery and the manifestation of our identity in the spirit part two you can get the part one from the admin just message them they'll get you the part one it's on our telegram platform if you're on a, from telegram go to telegram you find the part one on telegram platform so first of all let me explain to you what identity is all about when you say identity what's the first thing that comes to your mind identity is based on capacity there's something that you have that makes you who you are for instance the reason why they will when a baby is born and they'll give the child a boy's name is because there's some there's some characteristics there are some characteristics the baby possesses that they decided to now say okay you are a boy so let's give you a boy name and there if it's a girl there are some characteristics the baby possesses that qualifies the baby to be called the girl so they say let us give you a girl's name you know you don't see um, a child who is a female bearing guy's name except it's a unisex name or there's a you know a situation behind it that you know that led to that incident but you see that a boy is called a boy because he has the characteristics to be called a boy so you are what you are who you are because of the things you possess there is something that you have that makes you who you are without that thing present in your life you are not who you are or you're not who you claim to be so there has to be something inside of you that makes you who you are the people don't call you intelligent because you are in because you are foolish they call you intelligent because they have displayed a high level of intelligence in you they call you wise because you have displayed wisdom and not folly hallelujah you don't call java phone android because it doesn't have android capability so when you speak about identity it means there is a capability that you have there is something that you have that makes you who you are that makes people to call you that thing when you say someone is as fast as a cheater is because that person has displayed a number a level of speed that you can easily relate that person to be to a cheater when you say someone is wicked it's because that person has displayed some level of wickedness that's why you call the person wicked so you have displayed a level of something that proves to people that you have this thing inside of you so they call you this thing we don't call you king when you have not yet been ordained as a king you have to have an ordination that kingly right before we call you king it's like someone saying i'm a father when you don't have a child it doesn't make any sense well unless you are abraham that god is speaking to in promise but every other thing doesn't make sense there has to be something in you there must be something you have that made people start calling you father so identity is all about what you have that makes you who you are is someone getting that all right so what did we receive that made us who we are i'm going to be explaining to us who we are again for those who know who are not part of the first teaching now if you have your bibles there i want you to open your bibles to the book 
of John 3.16 is one of the most popular verse in the entire world, not just in the Bible, I mean in all books. John 3.16, everybody can quote it, but I want to open the Bible. Open your Bible. I didn't say quote it. Open your Bible. You heard me loud and clear. Open your Bible to John 3.16 and let us read. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his only one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So there's something that we have. That thing is called what? Eternal life. We have eternal life. We have eternal life. Eternal life is what we receive. You know, there was this there was this video we were watching in my house that a particular popular pastor was asking some popular ministers he said when you give your life to christ what did you receive if you see funny answers someone said power someone said salvation someone said christ someone said holy spirit so i was asking the people around me i said please what did you receive what is that salvation now he said i'll say the same thing i said really john 3 16 eternal life eternal life that's what you receive when you give your life to christ i know many of you have said something you are giving your own answer to but eternal life is what you receive hallelujah we all received eternal life hallelujah now turn your bibles to john chapter 10 verse 28 john chapter 10 verse 28 marusha libra hando sibra ala sibra di now jesus was speaking here in john chapter 10 verse 28 he said i give them eternal life he was talking to us he said i give them eternal life so jesus gave us eternal life and they will never perish ever they will never perish ever so i give them eternal life so jesus is saying that indeed he gave us eternal life now joining opening your bibles to the first john chapter five first john chapter five hallelujah first john chapter five surabia de shendur habalikata manteke bro hosharabahi in the suvri mandele kabuski kabaranda shatraba you're gonna be blessed tonight john chapter 5 did i get it right verse 11 john chapter 5 verse 11 first john sorry first john first john chapter 5 verse 11 i'm sorry about that first john chapter uh, ele- uh, john chapter 5 verse 11 first john chapter 5 verse 11 and this is the testimony god has given us eternal life and this life is in his son verse 12 says the one who has the son has life it means has the life this life we're talking about and the one who does not have the son of god that is the one who is not born again does not have life so the person is dead verse 13 now says i have written these things to you who believe in the name of the son of god that is those of you are born again so that you may know that you have eternal life so it's not something that when you get to heaven god will not say 
welcome you good and faithful servants receive today eternal life you know say oh thank you lord i'm welcome i receive eternal life no 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 that's it the moment you receive christ you have received eternal life did someone get that the moment you receive christ you have received eternal life so eternal life is in you come on you have eternal life for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall have it so immediately you believe you receive it amen hallelujah so then you need to ask what is eternal life what then is eternal life i'm going to give you the right answer john john please don't think i'm opening john because pastor john is my friend i love him anyway pastor john if you're listening i love you god bless you thank you for all you do i really appreciate you i really appreciate you thank you for all you do john chapter 17 john 17 now let us ask ourselves this question what is eternal life john 17 let's read from verse 1 and jesus spoke these things looked up to heaven and said father the hour has come glorify your son so that the son may glorify you verse 2 for you gave him authority over all flesh that's the topic for another day so that he may give eternal life to all you have given him so everybody that is born again jesus has been given the authority to give them eternal life now let us read verse 3 it now says this is eternal life what is eternal life this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and the one you have sent jesus christ so eternal life is coming to know god through jesus christ eternal life is knowing god through jesus christ that's eternal life can you see eternal life is knowing god through jesus christ so if i ask you do you know god you should say yes because what you have come into eternal life that is you have come into the father when the eternal life is the 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 life itself is the father the life we are talking about is the father himself like god himself god is life is the source of life everything that lives and breathes came through him when sin came into the world we got separated from him so we died spiritually that's why we started aging so everything started dying not just us alone that's why you see everything dying even if you buy clothes one day it will die it will fade it will turn to rag so death came but through christ jesus we have now come to have the ability to know God again that is we have now come into life again that's why everything that belongs to us as is part of us as is in our life also receives that life so everything lives again so we have come to know God hallelujah let us read another Bible verse first Corinthians please first Corinthians sorry someone getting blessed if you are getting blessed you know give me an emoji Give me an emoji. First Corinthians. My oh my. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter 6. Let us read verse 17. 
Did I get it right? Okay, I got it right. First Corinthians chapter 6. What is eternal life? But anyone joined to the Lord is one in spirit with Him. Can you now see? We have become one in spirit with the Father. So this is eternal life. We have come to know God. We have come to know God, not just um, we, we have come to know God through Christ. What does that true Christ mean? We have come to know God through Christ. What does he mean? You know, First Corinthians chapter 2 was talking about the mind of Christ. The mind of God. Now, that place wasn't talking about the intellectual capacity of God. It wasn't talking about the intellectual capacity of God, the, the wisdom of God. No. If you're talking about the wisdom of God, there's a, there are verses that talks about that, like um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that say, We have done spirit of, uh, the spirit of, um, of fear. We have received the spirit of, um, of love, of power, and of sound mind. That talks about the intellectual capacity of God. But we're talking about the mind of God, the mind of Christ here. The mind of God, um, the mind of Christ simply means we have come to know who God is indeed through Christ. It was when we got into Christ, we came to see God for who he is. Hallelujah. Is someone there with me? That is, um, before Christ, um, before Christ, we all knew God in part. We knew, you know, you see some people addressing God at um, uh, uh, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah El Elyon, Jehovah Sikekenu, Jehovah Sabot, Jehovah Sari, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Erika Pine Haverata Chinin, Jehovah Shiva, Jehovah Gelaraz, Adonai Hadonim. These are just in you know, a different parts. Yoruba, they will start their own. Alagba Daino, Eleburite, different names. English will start their name. The God of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Ancient of All Days. The Chinese will start uh, the the Wahun the one chin chin wine, different things. Yeah, that was Chinese anyway. So <laughs> it may it may sound for someone is laughing here. <laughs> so different everybody will start with their dialects. But when we came into Christ, we now saw him that this is who he is. Who is he? Is our father. His father. He's our father. That means we are sons. That's our identity in the spirit. We are sons of God. So when demons see us, they see sons of God. If you can look at us spiritually, you see that we are the same with the Father. Hallelujah. I explained this last week. So get a message. I explained this last week. So get a message. The knowledge we have come into, that the Bible said we have come to know God, that He's the one and the only true God through Jesus Christ, right? We have come to know God. That's what eternal life means. Don't forget. For, um, John chapter 17 verse 3 says this is eternal life that we should know God through Christ so that knowledge is not talking about head knowledge like okay this is God like I said you know something like the way you read books we have come to intimate knowledge that is he is in us we are in him we are mingled with him we are one it's like saying we have put coke and fanta together you have shaped it together you can't separate it again that is what it means. We have become one with God. He who, um, um, First Corinthians chapter six verse seventeen that we read, he says, "But anyone joined to the Lord is one in spirit with Him." So we are joined. We are mingled with God. So God is in us. We are in God. We are all one. Hallelujah. So we are one with God. 
He's our father, we are his son. That's why the Bible, if you read the Bible carefully, you'll see that every title they give God, they give us as well. King of all kings. Who is the king? He's talking about us. Lord of all lords. Who is the Lord? He's talking about us. God of all gods. Who is talking about me? High priest. We are priests. Holy. We are holy. Righteous. We are righteous. Saints. We are saints. Because we are one with him. It is, insep- we, it is impossible to separate us from God. That's why the Bible made us understand that, that we are with him. Nothing can take us away from him at all. Hallelujah. We are with God. So this will say to you that no believer, nobody that has given the life can go to hell anymore. Because it is impossible for God to go to hell. So you can't go to hell. You can ask him later after the class. I will... I will, you know, I will teach you, I will show you all true scriptures that it is impossible for a believer to go to hell. It is impossible for you to lose your salvation. You can't lose your salvation. You can't go to hell. You can't lose your salvation. You can't go to hell. Hallelujah. We are one with God. The Bible said in the book of Psalm 82 verse 6, it said, You are gods. The word gods, they are explaining last week. Please get the message for last week on our telegram, you know, group. You are gods. The word gods there means the same word Elohim they use for God. The writer was just scared, so he had to write small letter G for us. He said, Why? Because you are children of God. The word children of God there, the sons of God there means physical representation of God. If you write alphabet A, I mean R down, and you pronounce the sound R, you can't see the sound R, but you can see the alphabet A. A is the physical representation of that sound, R. Hallelujah. So we are the physical representation of God. So what can bear witness that we are sons of God? Let us look at that. What can bear witness that indeed we are sons of God? Open your Bible to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 He says He predestined us That is God Predestined us To be adopted Through Christ Jesus That what through Christ Jesus means By the virtue of what Christ did on the cross We have come to the adoption That God wants to adopt us from himself Through Christ Jesus According to his favor and his will So it is God's will For us to become sons of God so God is pleased, he is happy to have someone like me, someone like you as his child. So it is inside Christ Jesus that we become sons of God. And this is who God wants us to be, right from the foundation of the world. He wants us to become his sons, he wants us to become his replicas, his representative, his ambassadors. So as he is, he wants us to be as such. That's what I was saying when I was giving the prophetic word. Everybody that's, whatever you are going through right now, it is like gold going through fire. God is making you to become what he wants you to be. He's removing everything that looks like selfishness, carnality out of you, that you might be purified and become divine and a blessing to the world. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 made it clear that it is God's will, it pleases God that we should become his children so we were adopted through the sacrifice of jesus the sacrifice of jesus became a payment 
for us to become the sons of God. Now, my time is running out. Hallelujah. Now, let us read um, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Wow, I'm rushing this teaching. I'm rushing this teaching. And I have a reason. I have a reason. I have a reason. I'm going to tell you the reason later. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. It says, look at how great a love the Father has given unto us that we should be called his children. And we are. Wow. He said we should be called. And that says, and we are. So indeed, we are the children, the sons of God. It is irreversible. You can't change it. It is permanent forever. We are sons of God. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know God. So the reason why the world is fighting you and not accepting you is because the world does not know God. Verse 2 says, Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet been revealed. He's talking about when Christ comes. What we will be like has not yet been revealed. He now says, we know that when Jesus appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. So when Jesus comes, our true spiritual identity that is hidden by this physical body, you know, our spirit is inside our body. So, you know, the body is like a cloth covering us. So we can't see what we have on the inside. But, you know, when Jesus appears, when his second coming, we will be exactly like he is. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm waiting for that day. I want to see what I am on the inside. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Let us go to our Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17. Shura balati andarabado sin terebede santa kabaya. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 16 to 17. He says, The Spirit Himself testifies. So the Holy Spirit testifies. Together with our spirit that we are children of God. So the Holy Spirit is even saying that indeed you are a child of God. Verse 17 says, And if we are children of God, we are also heirs of God. That is, we are co-heirs with Christ. Seeing, so look, look, that is to say, whatsoever God has, Christ have. That is, we also have. So everything Christ received from the Father, we also have in Him. Hallelujah. So everything God, everything that makes God God, everything that makes God God. So what and whatsoever He has, we also have. Meaning his authority, his power, his rulership, everything, his wisdom, intellect, his favor, his mercy, his grace, his wealth, his uh, vitality, his strength, we also have. So we are God in flesh. This is why you need to live your life carefully, displaying to people that God walks among them. The same way Jesus lived, the same way God wanted him to live. Because he wanted people to know that God is working among it. That's the same way you need to live your life. Hallelujah. Alright. Then if 
indeed we are children of God we are sons of God we are one with God we are like God we need to understand where do we operate from where is our location clearly in this case whether we have um, whether we have um, things like um, pandemic the likes the likes diseases hunger issues all over the world where does a believer live? Where does he operate from? Open your Bibles to the book of John chapter 10, verse 39. John chapter 10, verse 39. Let us see what the Bible says. John chapter 10, verse 39. Hallelujah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Am I? I think I'm... No, 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 no. I think I'm showing you the wrong verse. That's the wrong verse. Jesus, I will, oh sorry, that's not the verse I wanted to show you. That's not the verse I wanted to show you. There's something I wanted to show you. I wanted to show you something. Christ said in the book in verse 38, he said, But if I am doing them, if I am doing them, and you don't believe me, believe the works. This way you would know and understand that the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. What I wanted to show us, I'm sorry, I mixed the verses up. What I wanted to show us is this, that the geographical location of a believer is in the Father. We are in the Father. So before, so be, so before HIV, coronavirus, diseases, the devil, theft, robbery, everything, before it touches you, eh? That's because of what touch the father before it touches you. Because your geographical location is in the father. So when people are shouting poverty, you don't shout poverty because you are in the father. You draw from the father. Resources are from the father. When people are shouting loneliness, you don't shout loneliness because you are in the father. When people are shouting malaria, sickness, diseases, confusion, depression, you don't shout that because you are in the father. You drink from the father. You take from the father. You have what the father has you are who the father says you are hallelujah you exist in the father this is your location as a believer you know i was asking someone i said please where is your address he said my address is in the spirit <laughs> i said no problem no problem what, the, what i want to give you i'll relate it to the spirit <laughs> but no that's the gospel truth that's the gospel truth we are in the father we are in the father this is our location you need to live consciously of this truth in christ that there's nothing that can touch you that thing has to first of all touch god first it's like a dog it's like okay okay it's like i'm living in germany you're not saying they are fighting civil war in nigeria how does that one affect me? I'm in Germany for the love of God. God forbid, we won't have civil war in the country. But I'm in Germany. So I live by the crime inside Germany. So I live in the kingdom of God, in the spirit of God. I live inside the Father. So I live and operate by the crime inside the Father. So if they are shouting confusion in the world, there is peace in the Father. So I'm not confused. The world may be confused, but I'm not confused. 
So this is the reason why we need to evangelize and tell the people about the Father and preach the gospel to them because it's only through Christ people can come to it. This is the way we need to tell them that they need to enjoy this privilege. It's like you are in a house that is bulletproofed and they are shooting outside and you're the only one inside the house. It's not good. It's not fair. Go and bring other people from outside into the house so they can be safe. We are in the Father. We are not having the issues of the world. Hallelujah. Then I need to make you understand something. I've shared so much good stuff for us right now. The question is, how can we move from here to that level I just spoke about? I mean, I'll be asking that question that, sir, yeah, yeah, I love what you're saying. I'm a son of God. I'm in, the, I'm in the Father. But how can I come into all this reality? You know, our thing for the year, our word for the year is new reality, new experience. Our new reality is in Christ. So we're meant to be experiencing everything that is happening inside of the Christ not everything that is happening in the world our reality is in the Christ so we need to experience in Christ the Father so the question now is how can we move from this situation that we are in this life we are living into the life God wants us to live My, as, in, as a Christian right now as a Christian I'm not talking about those who are yet to become you know born again as a Christian right now what capacity do we what capacity do we have you know to evolve and translate into this identity fully you know you are born again so christ has deposited everything that you need to become a believer inside of you but that thing will not manifest you won't translate into them you won't evolve into them until you do something let us read the book of second corinthians second corinthians Second Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians three. Let us read verse eighteen. Verse eighteen says, "We all, with unveiled faces, that is to say, our eyes are now open. We are born again." He's talking about those who are born again here. We are looking as in a mirror at the glory of God and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. He was talking about the Spirit dimension here. And, you know, Paul was saying that there's a mirror a believer is meant to be looking at consistently, steadily. That is, it is by the looking into that mirror that a believer becomes transformed from one level of glory into another level of glory. He said, as you look at this mirror, this particular mirror, there's, a, there's an image inside that mirror. And the more you look at the image inside that mirror, the more you yourself become that image from one level to another level till you become fully like it. What's that image? The Word of God. It is inside the Word of God you begin to see what Christ has done for you, who He has made you to be. And the more you look at it, the more consci- you become conscious of it, till it comes into your subconsciousness and it becomes your life. It becomes your character. That is why you notice that the times you stay away from studying the Bible, you behave like one totally one carnal person, like someone that is not born again. You behave in a way that is not godly. But the more you study the word of God, you see that you are changing. 
you are becoming more spiritual, more fervent, more encouraging, more inspired, more motivational. Like, like how many of you have that testimony? Let us read Romans chapter 12, verse 2 now. Romans 12, verse 2. Hallelujah. Wow. My time is actually on. It is well. It is well. Listen. Romans 12, verse 2. It says, Do not be conformed to this age. That is, be careful. The same way you are looking at the word of God. If you take your eyes away from the word of God, you'll be looking at this world. And the more you look at this world, the more you become conformed. That is, you become like the world. But the more you look like the the more you look at the word of God, the more you look like the reality the word of God is telling you. So if the world is telling you poverty, poverty, and you're looking at it, poverty, poverty, that's why you notice that people who watch wrestling a lot, if they're not careful, they become aggressive. Now, the more you look at the world, poverty, poverty, the more you are conscious of poverty and you believe in poverty and you become poor. But the more you look at the word that says you are blessed, you are favored, you are blessed, you are favored, the more you believe it, the more you see it, and the more you become blessed and favored. Let us finish the verse. He said, But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. So you can you see? So you need to transform your the way, the way you can transform your life is by renewing your mind. The way you can transform your life is by renewing your mind. You renew your mind with what? The word of God. The more you study the word of God, the more the word of God becomes your reality, your life. So if you desire healing, keep looking at the word of God. Keep meditating on it. You don't stop there. You keep meditating. The Bible says you are loved. Keep looking at the word of God. Keep meditating on it. The more you become like what God is saying. Hallelujah. You see many believers. I have to close right now. I'm sorry. I can't conclude the teaching anymore. I have to close right now. You see many believers struggling with the identity in Christ, struggling with the word of God, struggling with what Christ says they have already, struggling with their reality, their identity and reality. God will be telling some people that I've called you into the fivefold ministry. They'll be like, me. God, you don't know who you're talking about. God will be saying, I've made you a billionaire. You say, me. You don't know what's happening in this country. God will say, you are favored. You say, who is favored? Me. You don't know what I'm facing in this world. God will say, I've blessed you with authority and power. You say, who is powerful? Who is that authority? Meaning that I'm always doing this, I'm always doing that. People look at their situations so much than they look at the word of God. This is the reason why they are where they are today. Your life is a reality of what your mind is full of. Your life is a reality of what you believe in. Your life is a reality of what you have consistently and consciously believed in. You consciously believe because you have fed your mind over time on that thing. If you keep looking at things that are demonic, that are depressing, that are frustrating, you keep feeding your mind on it, you keep you now become like it. This is the reason why you need to guard your heart with all diligence because your heart is the wind. You see, I mean, you keep you need to guard what you what you listen to, what you give your attention to through your eyes and through your ears because your eyes and your ears are the windows of your soul. That the windows of your heart this is why you need to spend more time listening to messages, listening to watch gospel movies, things like that. Why? They will be painting your reality to you in Christ and you stand strong. It takes commitment. I'm telling you, you have to be committed. 
if you want to see God's things happening to you God's way, you need to be willing to do God's things God's way. Hallelujah. So, therefore, I'm telling you, focus, give your, give your attention to the word. Give attention to the word. Study it. Let it become your life. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Let it be all around you. If you need to write it on, you know, take paper and put it on your wall, do it. Put it on your fridge, on your shelf, everywhere. And keep saying it to yourself. I am blessed. I am favored. I'm a child of God. God is in me. I am healed. I'm not sick. Doors are opening for me. Things are happening for me. And the likes. Write that Bible verses. Pin it on your wall. And put it there. And confess it regularly. And look at it. Memorize it. Let it be your reality. The farther you are from the word of God, the farther you are from becoming who God says you are. That's why you see some people are like I said, God will calling them to do some things. They have there is fear, there is doubt. Why? The word of God has not been fully edified and established in them to believe that God they have the capability to answer God's call. They have the capability to be who God is calling them to be by the Spirit. Because sometimes you may not sometimes God will speak to you by his spirit, not by his word. And because the found, your foundation is not in the world, so you discard the things of the spirit. I'm sorry my time is up, so I, I can't finish my teaching tonight. I'm sorry because I came late and all the, the other you know phone issue. That was why. But I'm telling you, your identity is in the Father. Through Christ, you, you have your identity in the Father. Therefore, you, you are meant to live by Him. That is dependent on Him, trusting Him. You are meant to live with Him. That is, you cannot do anything without Him. You are existing in Him. And you are meant to live for him that is it is not your will it is not your life it is not your choice it is his life stop saying my money stop saying my this your identity is in your father you have become one with the father so it is not your money alone it is god's money and your money it is not your land alone it is god's land and your land and god has the best thing in mind for you that's why you need to let everything go and give it to him and the second thing i'm encouraging you to do to that one today not just submitting and letting go and living for God. The second thing I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you today, study the word of God till the word of God becomes part of you. I pray for you today that grace will come upon you and you shall be blessed to live for God, to live by God and to live with God. And grace will come upon you to study the word and you will take action and you will believe whatever you see. God bless you as from today. May the Lord Almighty keep you and make his face to shine upon you plenty corn and wine let the let the dew of heaven come upon you be favored and blessed in the name of jesus christ let doors begin to open for you today let things begin to work for you today i declare for you let your smell be like the spew the lord has blessed in the name of jesus christ i declare from I, upon you as on today that the heaven is open for you things are working for you i declare that men shall serve you those do you don't know shall serve you and they will give unto you in the name of men shall rise up to your aid in the mighty name of you i declare all your seeds that you have given in time past let them begin to speak for you in the name of jesus christ i declare that contract is yours that business is yours that job is yours 
you are blessed in the name of jesus christ let men you don't know begin to give to you i declare money coming to you now in the name of jesus christ wherever you are just lift up your hand and i declare to you right now money coming to you now in the name of jesus christ you are blessed in the name of you not just blessed for your needs to be met you are blessed to meet other people's needs in the name of jesus christ i declare upon you today become blessed to be a blessing in the name of jesus christ let your territory begin to expand in the mighty name. receive grace of ownership begin to possess things in the name of jesus christ i declare expansion for you in jesus name you are blessed see you next time god bless you i love you i love you amen